0: this happened in the movie now you're looking at now sir everything that happens now is happening now what happened to then we passed then when just now wear it now now go back to then when now 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 I can't why we missed it
1: when just now when will then be now soon
0: Hey there, enthusiasts! Welcome to Spaceballs, the podcast, starring me, Judge Greg. Not starring. I'm the host, but you get it. (laughs) Joining me today, Uh, I have Jeff Barron-Fang, host of the Point Street Podcast. Jeff, how are you doing? Evening. And, of course, Jeff won't have the guts to face me unless he brings along the (laughs) dark princess herself, Jen, author on The Attic. Jen, how are you doing?
2: Good, thanks. How are you?
0: Great. Now, okay, this isn't actually Spaceballs, the podcast. This is Hero Talk, the Spaceballs podcast. But, I don't know, Spaceballs, the podcast, I think, works for a temporary episode title. Mm. Uh, It does. It's branding. Yeah. So today's film, in case you didn't know, is Spaceballs. Uh, That's the 1987 Mel Brooks classic in every sense of the word. Starring Mel Brooks and a lot of other people who you've seen in a hundred other things. But let's talk about that later. Uh, as always, we are a spoiler podcast. Although, if you haven't seen this one yet, I'm not really sure why you're listening to my podcast and not watching it. And <laughs> also, it's a Mel Brooks film. I mean, how many spoilers could there possibly be that would ruin the story for you, I guess? Um, I guess maybe there might be some Star Wars spoilers in here. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Alien
2: spoiler. Alien spoiler.
0: Yes. Yeah. There, there is an alien spoiler in there too. Uh, (laughs) anyway. Let's, let's, uh, let's just get on with it. I think I saw this movie. I want to say I saw this for the first time in 1988 on, on VHS, which was released before the movie was finished filming. And yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, I I quite like it, and I sometimes worry, because I go back and I find it just as funny every time I watch it, but I sometimes worry that if I hadn't had seen it at, at eight and had an eight-year-old's humor, or whoever old I was on that, <laughs> yeah, if I didn't have an eight-year-old's humor the first time I saw it, would I think this was as funny as it was? And I'm not entirely certain. But I did see it, and I do have that perspective, and it's funnier every single time I see it. Jeff, what about you? Uh, I saw it when I was
3: quite young as well. I think I probably saw it on home video like a year after it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm certain that the fact that I was um, 11 or whatever I was, uh, probably, it, it, because it does, there is a fair bit of infantile humor in the mix here. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 I, I'm sure, I'm certain that that, uh, you know, influenced why, uh, I enjoyed it so much. But, uh, you know, over, over time I came to, Enjoy it uh, for additional reasons as well. It's it's actually a lot more clever than I think some people give it credit for. Uh, it's it's not just all penis jokes, although there
0: are a lot of them. There are a few. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of
3: <laughs> phallic humor
0: in this movie. That's that's a fact. Yeah. All right. So Jen, when was the first time you saw Spaceballs?
2: About a month ago.
0: <laughs> okay. So we have a very unique experience here. So you didn't. Yes. You know, you didn't get to play the they same way we did. It. Mm-mm, yeah. not at
2: all so I was one when it came out so, yeah and yeah my parents I don't I don't know if I had ever even heard the title until Jeff started talking about it a while back with me i I just never came across it
0: hmm. so what, what I mean what'd you think like seeing it for the first time as an adult a movie <laughs> that was steeped in 80s culture and humor <laughs> I, I don't know what'd you think
2: there were I mean Mixed feelings on it. I think really you hit the nail on the head. I because I didn't grow up watching it as a kid. I think I kind of missed out on a lot of the adoration that you guys have for it. Yeah. You know, I, I, there's certain things are hilarious. Certain scenes to me are just like this is really stupid.
0: There's, I mean, there's <laughs> so a couple I'm of jokes mixed yeah. on it. You know? I every time I see the What's the Matter, Colonel Sanders? You chicken like. That is a line that if I were to see that for the first time as an adult, I'd be like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but because I've seen this movie as a child and many, many times growing up, I see that line and it still makes me laugh. Like yeah. even, so it's, it's something that you can get away with because you cemented yourself deep into my psyche at a young age, but you couldn't get yeah. away with now.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, no, I, I, there, there's there's quite a few of those that if they had been in another movie under different circumstances in a different time, wouldn't have gone over as well. The
2: whole Pizza the Hut really grossed me out. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I just wanted to throw up. I'm sorry. It <laughs> looked like vomit on TV. Pizza
0: is going to order out for you. For <laughs> me. <laughs> oh, boy. I, uh, yeah. I, I loved pizza. Again, because I was eight years old. So I was like, oh, get it? Because of Pizza Hut and Jabba the Hut. And I, so I think that's the yeah. most clever thing ever. Whereas, you know, a, a movie now couldn't really get away with it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's, let's talk about this cast. I mean, this, these people were pulled in from all over the place. Uh, Mel mm-hmm. Brooks, of course, uh, played both President Scrooge and Yogurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Yogurt obviously was kind of a riff on Yoda. And I don't think that was not obvious to anybody. Um, President Scroob, I'm not entirely sure other than the fact that it's you know it's brooks kind of anagrammed out i don't know if there's any significance to this character
3: i mean i guess he i guess he was a default somebody for dark helmet to report into and they couldn't have an emperor because (laughs)
1: because
3: of whatever so yeah the next best thing
0: i mean because i mean lucas was on board with this film like uh mel brooks even got permission from him to you know to basically mimic star wars as closely as he did Mm. Uh, there was uh, the condition of that was is that you know despite that scene you know merchandising merchandising like he actually wasn't allowed to to merchandise uh with action figures because Lucas thought those <laughs> would too closely resemble Star Wars action figures.
2: Oh yeah. yeah.
0: But uh I mean Lucas was on board. Lucas Arts did all the post production effects and everything. That's why it looks I didn't know
1: oh, yeah, I, didn't I didn't know that.
0: Know that. Oh, oh yeah. You did ah, I was able to bring something to this. Yeah, he uh <laughs> That wow. that's why they had all the all the uh, the post production. They had Lucas's company do it, and that's why it looks so close to Star Wars because it's literally made by the same people who made Star Wars.
1: Hmm.
3: Wow, uh, I mean, uh, they it, the special effects, such that they such that they are, are actually pretty are actually pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know,
3: they're, they're not bad <laughs> for a film of the era.
0: Right. Yeah. So uh, I I like that. So we got a couple of uh, legendary comedians of this uh, in the form hmm. of John Candy playing uh, mm. Barfolomew, or I guess we'll just call him Barf.
1: <laughs> Another sure. series
0: of jokes that probably works much better when I'm younger than when I'm an adult. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I can imagine maybe Jen not not loving the Barf jokes as much.
2: I kind of cringed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're a little campy, but still kind of make me laugh. It's, it's, you got, it's still funny when you find out it's short for Barfolomew. Yeah, yeah. That was one of my favorite lines towards the end of the <laughs> film, that reveal. Yeah. <laughs> And so, our other uh, comedic legend is actor Rick Moranis playing a dark helmet, our Darth Vader Mm -hmm. analog, um, with the fantastic helmet and the the weird phallic tie. I mean, it was (laughs) his opening scene is is probably uh, among my favorite in the movie. Where you just yeah. hear the deep breathing and all, and I mean, and I, even as a kid, like, I had never even really heard of this movie. I didn't know who was in it, so I had no idea, uh, when Dark Helmet's walking onto the onto the bridge for the first time that I was about to, uh, to see Rick Moranis. I had no idea who was yeah. under the helmet.
1: Yeah.
0: And he lifts it up and it's, it's, you know, nerdy Rick Moranis breathing hard and like, I can't breathe under this thing. It's just, hey, <laughs> it, it still kind of makes me laugh to this day because, I don't know, it's funny.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah I, I, any of the scenes that incorporated inventive uses of the helmet, the mask, etc. Yeah. like that were uh, favorites yeah, of mine. Uh,
0: one of my personal favorites is where he's making faces at President Scrooge <laughs> under the helmet. Never wear that damn thing down, you yeah. I mean? Yeah, that was also... And wasn't there a, a pretty funny part towards the end where Lone Star is trying to cut through the helmet but he can't, so he picks it up just to laugh at him and then Lone Star punches him <laughs> in the face?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. All right. So Lone Star is a uh, Bill Pullman, uh, a relatively unknown guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He had, uh, I guess, he had been seen in a play by one of the producers, and that's how he got cast. But they he were done. really, really trying to get like a big name to play Lone Star. Uh, Tom Hanks and Tom Cruise uh, oh. didn't take him up on the offer to play Lone Star.
3: Hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, and that I, was I... and that was before like Candy and Moranis were on board. So like once he had his name oh, recognition. Then he could, then you could say like, well, then I can just grab anybody. And I, if you look at his IMDb, he only has two credits prior to, uh, to Lone Star, and they're pretty low end stuff too like he was
1: mm.
0: he was he was on Cagney and Lacey so it was likely just somebody who showed up and like said some lines and walked out and some show ruthless people or maybe a movie I don't know I've never even heard of it but I haven't either
3: and as as much as I liked him in this movie when Independence Day came out mm. and I found out that Lone Star was going to be the president <laughs> I was instantly skeptical
1: <laughs> I See was I was excited cuz
0: I'm like wow Lone Star's the president <laughs> Good for him
2: and see, I have an opposite reaction when I went to watch Spaceballs. It was like the president's going to be this like wanderer.
1: <laughs> well, this yeah, hero, he's
0: this this roguish, <laughs> like it kind of Han Solo and Luke Skywalker rolled into one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just, yeah, it was um, it was a really really strange way of doing. it. But I mean, it worked, and they drove the Winnebago. <laughs> <laughs> Which was our our Millennium Falcon analog? Uh, oh, what was the what are you called Eagles? Some Eagle Five, I think it was something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so Princess Vespa, who is uh, our Princess Leia analog, uh, played by uh, Daphne Zuniga. We'll go I, with
1: that.
0: Yeah, from
3: Melrose Place.
0: From Melrose Place. I from Melrose Place. I thought- yeah, yes. We we're just going to go with the hero talk tradition of I'm going to screw somebody's name up royally <laughs> you and have to. Uh, and Daphne uh, this was your day. <laughs> yeah, I I haven't seen her on anything since uh, she uh, I guess she's on One Tree Hill these days. I don't know if that show is still on or still a thing.
2: Oh. I don't think so. I've never seen it. I've only ever seen her in Melrose Place.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: she did uh, reprise the role, actually, back in 2000, uh, I think it was 2008-ish or so, uh, on the Spaceballs, the animated series. Oh, wow. Yeah, only two actors reprised their roles for Spaceballs, the animated series. One was Mel Brooks, and the other was uh, <laughs> was uh, Daphne Zuniga. So Wow. Um, did, did you guys ever see that? Like, Jen, probably not because <laughs> no. just saw this but Jeff, did you no. ever see that animated series? No, I, I only found out that it
3: existed like a couple of years ago and I, and uh, I mean I, I didn't I didn't I, I don't know where I would have found out about it anyway but it mustn't have got like a very big push uh, yeah
0: I uh, yeah. I could have sworn at one point in time it was on either Netflix or, or, or Amazon Prime. Because I saw it on there, and I watched the first episode, which is kind of a, a weird rehashing of the Spaceballs, the movie. And then I, I saw part of the second episode, and I just kind of turned it off. I was like, you know what? I don't want them to ruin something I love. And that's where it was going. Yeah. So I didn't see a whole ton of it. It was, um like, the first episode, the pilot, is basically sort of, like, taking the movie and, and retelling it again, except, like, changing some key parts of it so that, you know, it's not as final, like... Uh, so it turns out Lone Star is not actually a prince. Ah. So, you know, like Lone Star is still the, the roguish guy and not a prince. And uh, Vespa doesn't marry uh, Prince Valium. Uh, that's another joke that just kind of falls flat these days, but it's still <laughs> hilarious because when I saw the movie. But mm-hmm. yeah, so she doesn't marry Prince Valium, played by Jim J. Bullock. Uh, yeah. There you go, Jim. Gave you a shout out. Yeah. Uh, but she's, So she just kind of stays single. Um, and I think there wasn't that whole, like, the Schwartz was in you, he still has the Schwartz ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think if there's any other significant... Pr- there, there, I mean, there were. I mean, it was very, very truncated, because it was... Basically, it took the whole movie and kind of squished it down to about a half hour. Um, <laughs> and then the second episode, they, they start riffing on, on, uh, like, other, other different genres. Like, if you read the synopsis, every episode of the animated series was meant to riff off of something else. So you know, you got the pilot, which is Spaceballs. It's meant to riff off Star Wars, and then the uh, the the first episode, the one I saw only part of, was uh, Revenge of the Sithy, and <laughs> oh, it was it really? was kind of a it was kind of a riff on the the prequel trilogy, uh, like Dark Helmet. It he has this flashback to like his origin story when he was uh, panic panicking crybaby. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and and so now you see why it didn't last very long. And I was... <laughs> You you know what? No, that's fine. Yeah. I don't need to see this. Don't. But if you look through like some of these, like the the episode titles, kind of give it away: Grand Theft Starship, Lord of the Onion Rings, <laughs> Watch Your wow. Asic Park, uh, Harry Potter and the Gopher of Fire, uh, Spaceballs of the Caribbean.
2: Oh my god!
0: The Scrubinator, uh, wow. Druidian Idol, <laughs> and uh, the Spider Mog. So wow. I'm just looking at the uh,
3: the Wikipedia page. It looks like they had to make this thing in Canada in order to get it done. I yeah. mean,
1: Well, wow. I mean,
0: most of these people were Canadian actors anyway, right? When I say most, I yeah. mean John Candy and, and Rick Moranis. I yeah. don't know why that counts as most. I don't know. Is <laughs> Canadian? Huh? I, I'm not aware that he is, no. I yeah. mean. Let's just go ahead and say he is. Why not? I don't know. Sure. He's a... No, actually, sorry. He was born in New York, so... I looked it up just now, just to make sure I wasn't about to say something totally stupid. Alright. So let's, let's move on. So Dick Van Patten as King Roland, um, which is for really is weird enough. when I watch it now because I hear King Roland and I immediately think of Sophia the First. Um, probably a, a unique situation for me. I don't know of how many Sophia the First listeners I have out there. Um, I don't know. Are you guys familiar with Sophia the First? princess no. on disney jr she wears the um, no. the amulet of, of 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 amalur not amalur that's uh. kingdoms of amalur amulet of yeah i, th- I don't remember I'm, I'm getting confused but gives her powers can only be destroyed by the the fire of everborn the elder dragon no, no don't know that um, one no yeah sorry because it's in disney jr that's why you don't know it <laughs> Although I gotta tell you something, I have seen Sophia and the Curse of Princess Ivy so many times, I could do a hero talk on it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would know anything what I was talking about, but much I could as, do. A uh, hero much
3: talk. as I like supporting
0: the show, I don't know that I could be on your uh, your wingman for that one. Exactly. <laughs> No, it's fine. It was, uh, that one had the crossover. The, the whole, the kind of the shtick of the, the Sophia the first is that her amulet kind of connects her to the other princesses, so all the other Disney princesses, like, show up every now and then to help her out in bad situations. Oh. And that was the, uh, that was the one where, uh, Rapunzel came by to help her out. Wow. So, anyway, we are <laughs> way off topic, so let's <laughs> bring it back in. It's Big enough, Man Sophia Pat. the first. Yeah, so, uh, George Weiner played, uh, Colonel Sanders. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why you would name him Colonel Sanders other than to abuse the Colonel Sanders chicken joke.
2: I think that's the only reason, too.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, did, uh, I don't know, did, did you see any other good reason for that other than? No. No. I, I, all right, all right good. So, we've established that. Good. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, last last member of the cast I really want to talk about, and then we'll, we'll just kind of let everyone else go, is Dot Matrix was voiced by uh, Joan Rivers. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Who was just doing Joan Rivers' shtick, really. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, it was pretty pretty uh, obvious. And I guess a uh, special shout-out to Michael Winslow, who did play one of the radar techs, who lost the bleep
3: <laughs> yeah. sweeps of the creeps. And, and here's a really a quick but odd one. Uh, Brenda Strong was Dr. Schlotkin's nurse. Uh, people will recognize her voice from uh, Desperate Housewives. <laughs> Desperate Housewives. Huh? Yeah, that, she's okay. the the one that dies in the first episode and she's the like one the narrator. That buries,
1: oh. oh
0: okay. <laughs> That's See, the I've nurse. never seen that show so I have no idea. Um <laughs> and I
3: guess
1: it's on Disney Junior.
0: Yeah, if it was on <laughs> Disney Junior I'd watch it, but it, it's not. So I'm only watching Doc McStuffins and Sophia the First <laughs> and this new show Miles from Tomorrowland, which is dumb, but I don't know. <laughs> Uh one other guy. I guess we got we got to mention this guy. Uh I imagine we're going to talk about this scene at length at some point. But John Hurt did uh yeah. did yes. come back and I can't say reprise his role he was technically, like, the character's name is technically John Hurt, uh, but he uh, <laughs> he had another alien burst from his chest in this movie.
2: Not again.
0: Not again. That was, <laughs> now, here's the thing. I've Obviously, I had not seen any of the Alien movies prior to seeing this. Really? Yeah. Well, okay, remember, totally remember. You, then. Eight.
2: <laughs> Fair enough.
0: So didn't actually. So the re- the reference kind of went over my head in terms of why is the alien jumping out of his butt. However, when he puts on the the straw hat and the cane and he does the Michigan J Frog out the, that's still funny no matter how old you are. I don't care. I don't. It's it is. I I don't know. Like you you saw this as an adult. Did did that kind of seem a little cheesy to you? Where the the alien just <laughs> literally was, bursts out of his chest and breaks into
2: song and dance. I mean, it totally was cheesy, but it did kind of make me laugh because it was so. I don't know. To me, in a way, it was kind of unexpected. Yeah. Because you know this movie is so silly, and I think, and mm-hmm. ultimately, it wasn't really that surprising that they would do something like that. The fact that that scene was like so, so reminiscent, it brought me back to watching Alien, such a mm-hmm. scary, serious, yeah. you know, traumatic scene. Yeah. It's and it's then all just, of a sudden it starts dancing. And it's just kind of like so many, all
3: right. <laughs> there's so many levels to it. It, it, mm-hmm. it really is like it's a it's a you know a parody, obviously. Uh and then it just goes completely absurd. <laughs> the, and then on top of that, they still manage to get in a very Mel Brooks sort of check please joke, you know, thrown in at the yep. end as a cap or like yeah.
1: just,
3: it, it yep. all it's kind of it's kind of a metaphor for the whole movie, really, that scene. <laughs> just, Oh, so weird, and and probably I I mean I told Jen that uh, it's pro- before she saw it that uh, there's an aliens scene in it that's probably the most memorable scene in the whole movie and <laughs> it didn't I don't think it disappointed. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's kind of hard to miss that scene. All right, you know I said I was done, but I still got two more honorable mentions from the cast. All right. Go ahead. Uh, we got Tony Cox actually playing one of the dinks.
3: Yes, that's right.
0: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure we mentioned that on Hero Talks in the past, but like, wow, you talk about overqualified to play a dink. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, sorry, Tony, we got nothing to say about you. Um, (laughs) Also, the voice of Pizza the Hut, can't believe we forgot this, Uh, Don DeLuise. DeLuise. Yeah, Yeah. I I mean, he's in just about every Mel Brooks movie, so he had,
3: (laughs) Mm -hmm. they had to get him in somewhere, right? Might as well be Pizza the Hut.
1: Yeah.
0: And another Disney Junior connection is that uh, <laughs> Corey Burton, who is best known as voicing Captain Hook on Jake and the Neverland Pirates, also is the voice of a dink. So there you go. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. So, there you See? It always comes back to Disney Junior.
2: <laughs> it sounds like it.
0: Yep. He also voices uh, <laughs> Professor Ludwig von Drake on the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. So, there's that. All right. See? I bring good stuff to the table. <laughs> All right. You guys are completely unimpressed with my knowledge of Disney
3: Jr. We're we're going to have to create a Hero Talk drinking game where every time Disney Jr
0: gets mentioned, you have to take a shot.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah.
3: It's really starting to become a thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, there was there was a lot this of child. other people who were uncredited who are like pretty famous voice actors who were used for stuff. Uh, Rob Paulson uh, immediately strikes me. Uh, Rob Paulson probably best known for voicing uh, uh, Yakko Warner from the Animaniacs, and Raphael from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, wow. Yeah. Also voices Toodles on the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse on Disney <laughs> Junior. <laughs> All right. that You know what? That joke's never getting old, and I'm going to keep pulling it back in honor of Mel Brooks, who never met a joke he didn't like. So this is so this movie I the story was nothing spectacular I have to talk about this opening shot though hmm. now I've checked <laughs> it and i've I've taken out the stopwatch and it's only like a minute and a half on spaceball
1: one yeah it
0: feels like 15 minutes oh, it does, really yeah. does yeah they did a really good job with that it's... yeah and it's apparently much shorter than Mill Brooks wanted it to be yeah but so <laughs> whoever convinced him to shorten it good job because I don't know if I can handle any anymore. Is, and remember my attention span when I'm eight, and this thing is just like taking forever. And I'm not I'm not as well versed in Star Wars to appreciate the parody that's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have I have to respect
3: the commitment to the joke, though. I mean, yeah. not many movies would drag that out. You know? Well, I
2: think that's one of them that you would actually appreciate more if you see it first when you're an adult, because, like you said, if you're a little kid, it's like, why is this dragging on? This is boring. What's going on? Yeah.
0: Um, however, a uh, couple of things I did like. If you can read this, you don't need glasses. Yes, because yeah. that was kind of funny, that and uh, the "We Break for Nobody" bumper sticker. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. So that was that was. I mean, but I guess the ship is meant to be be huge. Now I um I kind of keep looking for this, and I guess. Am I supposed to believe that President Scroob is on board the ship the entire movie? No. Like, he's, I, was he... He, He's
3: on. He's on Planet Sp- Spaceball in what looks like a weird Spaceball version of of uh, of the Capitol Building at the in the opening shots. Okay. Of, of the movie,
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, and then he ends up on the ship at some point, not long after. Uh, I, I guess for... I did.
0: I missed the transition that put him on the ship. I don't know. Did I? Uh, so, so did I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But I know he was drinking the the Perry Air, which is another joke that went way over my head when I was eight. But now I feel like, oh, that's kind of clever. The canned air, the Perry air, It's They're not all winners. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can't win them all.
0: Yeah. I mean, so the, the movie, I mean, it, it's just, it's one gag after another after another. And so many of them, like, I still don't 100% get. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. Even after I had the gone to plaid joke explained to me, I still don't <laughs> get it. Like... I, I yeah I, no, so the warp yeah, trails are usually that. lines and they're going so fast that it's plaid. I still I still don't get it. It's still kind of silly. <laughs> it mm-hmm. still looks dumb. I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. is that just me or is that no? No, I agree. I,
3: I I quite liked it. I I thought it was <laughs> clever. It, you could tell you could tell somebody just took a a, a sort of a, a cliche from science fiction and decided to take it to its ridiculously absurd. <laughs> One would almost a... say
0: to a ludicrous extreme. <laughs>
1: ludicrous extreme. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm just saying, if we were to take it to a ridiculous extreme, we would have been going ridiculous speed, which was yeah. an indication on the panel. Yeah. We were going ludicrous speed, so we had to cancel the three-wing circus and close the shopping mall. And... <laughs> I think I think that's just supposed to be part of the joke, that Spaceball 1 is so big that it can have a shopping mall and a 3 ring circus and a zoo, apparently.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so jamming the radar
1: oh
2: my god
0: (laughs) still funny still hilarious i i especially love that only one man would dare give me the raspberry it's just just funny like what what a ridiculous way to
3: and that's a scene that when i was young was funny enough but when later when i was older and somebody pointed out to me the the subtle humor in that scene that when the camera starts to pan in, <laughs> Colonel Sanders actually sees it coming, reacts, and ducks out of the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, just... I I had never noticed yeah. that until you had mentioned it to me uh, a couple of weeks ago when we started planning this episode. And so I went back and looked, and yeah, it does. He sees the camera coming, and he gets out of the way of it. <laughs> it, does it Just take and just
3: ducks yeah. out of the way. So funny. I also really respect the fact that they um that they used um. What uh, what would you call it? Traditional. Um, uh, when you don't, it, what's the opposite of using uh, special effects in green sc- screen? Practical uh, effects. Practic- they used practical effects to show yeah. a thing of jam hitting the dish. Like, <laughs> I don't know how they pulled that off, but very well done.
0: Yeah, no, that was that was kind of funny. And then it, it bleeps down, and Mike Winslow in uh, in his scene doing the thing that he does. I hope he gets residual checks from this. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I hope so, too. You <laughs> don't
0: see him in a whole lot anymore, although he was uh, he was on that new show, Jack and Triumph, with Jack McBrayer and Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, he he's in, was in the first episode. That's the only one I actually saw, because that was the only one that was free on Google Play, and I was on a plane, so I took it, but... So, not really up in the world for him. Of course, he's most famous for the, uh, the police academy movies. And yes, he must yeah. still get checks from those. Even though, Gosh. I don't know, I don't even see them in syndication anymore. Like, nobody's showing those movies. And it's because of S- Steve Gutenberg. It would have to be. <laughs> I would assume so, yeah.
1: The Goot. Yeah. The Goot.
0: The Goot. <laughs> All right. And I'm
3: so- sure he
2: would appreciate that.
0: <laughs> Another gag that I actually really really did like is uh, that everything on Spaceball One is named Mister. Yeah. Like Mister Coffee, yeah. Mister Radar. Later, when when they're checking the tape, they go to Mister Rental. Yeah. Uh, it was consistent. And, and I, think-
3: I, I did not know what a Cuisinart was one was when I was a kid, <laughs> and later on in life, I found that joke quite humorous.
1: Yeah.
0: I also, uh, you know, one of his jokes that I thought was funny as a kid and has definitely not aged well is the whole Dark Helmet playing with his dolls (laughs) whenever they're still pulling her in with the tractor beam somehow. Like, why would he not be on the bridge for that? Like, I know it's a comedy and it's silly and I'm supposed to believe that they transition to the next scene, but why wouldn't you be on the bridge for that?
2: I actually just read that that was like a last minute. According to the trivia section on IMDb, apparently that they, that was like a last minute decision by Brooks that day that they were filming that scene, and he told mm-hmm. Moranis to like ad lib the whole thing, and apparently he did.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's, Rick Moranis is the kind of guy you let ad lib. I've always, oh, yeah, I've probably. always thought it was a little sad that he was a, he was such a nerd in the Ghostbusters movies that they really couldn't just let loose with him.
1: Mm-hmm. Because,
0: I mean, you let this guy off the leash, and he's just going to keep giving you comedy gold, and he's so, you know, he's, he's, he's he's so pigeonholed by his character so mm-hmm. this felt pretty i mean i i would love to know one of these days how much of this movie was actually just ad-libbed just
2: you know well i have another one for you
0: okay go apparently
2: for- John Candy ad-libbed the line, "Oh, that's gonna leave a mark after standing up without undoing a
1: seatbelt." Yeah, that, that
3: makes that makes me smile because that's a John Candy line. Like, oh yeah, like totally. That's, that's just that's like that it's could so be right cool. out of SCTV or something like mm-hmm.
1: that. Like, yeah, just
3: perfect.
2: But yeah, I'm sure there's quite a bit. In He's the going moment.
3: down there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that was really funny.
0: I um. I I kind of like the whole sort of gag with with the the Princess Leia earmuffs on oh, Vespa. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know who else to cover this movie than go from gag to gag. That I kind of like because this is there's no plot <laughs> those... to follow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we can't really mm-hmm. talk about what you think about this. Pro-? It, it's there's nothing. It, it's it's a lot of nonsensical gags. Other than it's a lot of riffing on stuff. And sometimes I I'm still catching things like the whole
1: thing.
0: yeah. Uh The, the Wizard of Oz, when they're entering the, uh, the yogurts thing. With goodbye folks, let me know how it turns out, like that was... Oh, was it? Wow. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I didn't catch that at all. That's hilarious.
0: Yeah, that was that was a whole Wizard of Oz thing that they were doing, which was kind of funny. I, I guess the whole yoga is yogurt thing, uh, kind of a little lame, even though it led to that yogurt. I hate yogurt, even with strawberries. <laughs> um, I love okay. Dark Helmet in that 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 like his desert outfit though. Oh God, <laughs> yes,
3: yes, very 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 well well done.
1: Oh yeah
3: I mean, I, and uh yeah and the uh you know another another point when i was a kid i mean there's a there's a reasonable amount and i don't know whether we should warn our listeners so there's a reasonable amount of profanity in in the film
1: there sure which is. is odd
3: con- which is odd considering that you and i were both you know kids when we saw this but, yeah and it's <laughs> well,
0: only rated we the pg only to be perfectly honest yeah, but yeah. there's a i mean it was about as hard a pg movie as i think ever existed because there yeah. was a lot of profanity in this film
1: really yeah.
3: the only the only thing that i wasn't really capable of processing was the virgin alarm thing that 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 didn't sink in (laughs) until some years later yeah that was maybe
2: Uh, one of my favorites that
3: and a a few of the really deep references like that and this is this is as obscure as it gets for this movie there's a scene where i think colonel sanders calls out ready metamorphosis and dark helmet goes ready kafka like come on oh yeah Holy that cow! So I, inside, I
0: did not get that reference in, until I mean, honestly, it was not that long ago. I think a very, very recent viewing where I finally figured it out.
3: Like it's almost surprising it made the cut. It was such a throwaway line.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: it's I know it's crazy. Um, do our listeners know what that would be? I don't know. Is that? Uh, I know what it is. I know it's the Metamorphosis. I, but like, would do we need to I, explain that to people? I I, I don't know. I I, I think it's
3: uh, I think just say look it up and, and discover yeah. it for yourself <laughs> yeah, like we did. Wikipedia We're not going to do all the like work we for you.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's a novella by Franz Kafka. That's where he got it from, and it was from like nineteen twelve. There was
3: a there, there was a couple of things, and this I mean, this happens with all sorts of movies that get DVD and Blu-ray releases, uh, where I didn't notice things because of just you know detail. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, there were a lot there's a lot of things in this movie that have space balls
0: the whatever written on them yeah. in the
3: background that you yeah. can see when you see a better version mm-hmm. uh,
0: wasn't President they- Scrooge had like a bunch of space balls the stuff like in his in his bedroom yeah.
3: there yeah, yeah yeah And I f- I forget for the life of me what book he was reading when he was pretending to be reading <laughs> instead of courting with the two uh, the two girls the uh, and and what a weird '80s re- reference. Chew, chew your gum. Like they had two. Twi- they had twins in the film purely yeah. so they could make a gum joke. Yeah, yeah, they did. Like, what? <laughs> um what i the one i was getting at is uh I, I watched this on bad i watched bad vhs copies probably pirated uh or recorded off the tv so Which many times we don't times condone
0: that, here on hero talk yes
3: oh, no. No. um <laughs> that that i there there are little takes and things that you know like that colonel sanders thing if you get a bad version of this that might be cut off on the screen the one that i can't believe that i hadn't seen all these years was when uh Dark Helmet is pretending using the dark side of the Schwartz
0: to be rolling. Uh, I, I, got, I got, I got, to, I got to stop. You. He using uh the downside of the, the Schwartz.
3: downside. Sorry, of see, the Schwartz, Schwartz has an upside and a downside. downside. I got the downside. Yeah. D- Dick Van Patton is of course you know you know acting in the scene and he, he you know he gets that line like what I like and he <laughs> literally like looks off like instantly. <laughs> Just little things like that that you don't see if you're watching a really bad copy. That, uh,
0: I'm glad I got to see it uh, in better detail all these years later yeah fooled you is still one of my <laughs> favorite
1: lines <laughs> it's,
0: it's so ridiculous and I mean I guess I I often appraise a movie for not taking itself too seriously um and this movie uh, I have very little bad to say about it in terms of I enjoy everything but it's one of these movies where like sometimes the gags can get a little much and I would have to wonder if like like Jen would did you find that funny or are you like really
2: <laughs> sorry which one
0: fooled you right after the, the whole...
2: Oh, yeah, no, that that was definitely one of them where I just would have, like... See, that's why I forgot. It, it <laughs> yeah. just, it went over... It didn't go over my head, but it was just, like, in one ear, out the other, yeah. kind of cringe and move on. <laughs>
3: yeah. Speaking of... A of lot of, of
1: them were like that <laughs> for
3: me. Speaking of curious takes, this this is something that really only comes up in that scene and then in the end of the movie in the, in the, cl- in the climactic duel. What's with... <laughs> what's with Rick Moranis and the Come on, man!
1: <laughs> like, oh, like, come
3: on! That's what? funny. It it is, but it just like <laughs> the whole movie. He has this particular affectation, and then yeah. suddenly it's like vaguely Jamaican. Like, <laughs> come on, man! you oh, <laughs> such
2: yeah. a goof. Yeah. I wonder if that was from something.
3: I, I mean, if it if it was, it was inscrutable. Uh, yeah, like,
0: I, I, it, never I I never picked, picked up on that. Odd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, I, I, I actually particularly kind of like the, uh, the, I'm going to say lightsaber for back, lack of a better word, fight. <laughs> where they, um, sure.
1: And I've seen this what? happen
0: in a couple of Mel Brooks films, and it always kind of makes me laugh is like where they, they kill somebody on set. Like what? <laughs> yes. Like they killed the sound guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is all, oh, it always made me laugh. Uh, there was a, Men in Tights had another gag like that where during the sword fight, they, like, they hooked a hot dog that one of the crew guys were eating. Yeah. yeah and again as eight years old I think it's funny because you know when when you're that young breaking the fourth wall is you know new and innovative yeah and- <laughs> Like, now we're some 25 Hmm. years later and everyone breaks the fourth wall, so.
3: Well, that, the bit where he, it's it's one of the best and briefest fourth wall breaking scenes ever, just towards the beginning of the film
0: where he just turns to the
3: audience and goes, Everybody got that?
0: Oh, (laughs) everybody got that. That is my, that is probably (laughs) one of my favorite parts of this, of this movie. Easily, if I had to pick one particular line that was my favorite, it's that one, because it's. They do that whole exposition, like, they explain the plan that they already know to each other just to set up yeah. what's going on in the movie, and then Dark Helmet stops and turns towards the audiences. Everybody got that? Like. <laughs> We just said the story there. That was it. You got to pay attention. That was, that's still funny. I still love that because it it plays off of a pet peeve of mine as I really hate when movies for the sake of, for the audience have characters discuss with themselves stuff that they should probably already know. So when, when they turn and say like, this was for your benefit, I think that's hilarious.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Um, Would it be worth mentioning uh, that there's, an? I mean, this is obviously a Star Wars parody primarily, but, uh, you know, you've got Star Trek gags,
0: you've got Aliens gags, you've got, of course, Planet of the Apes. (laughs) You know what? I'm really proud of myself. At eight years old, I got the Planet of the Apes reference, (laughs) by the way. I was very proud of myself for knowing exactly what it was and why that was funny. Uh, I'm actually a little sad inside that the, the later Planet of the Apes movies, uh, undid the canon that it wasn't actually Earth. It was just Mighty Babe blew up and landed on their planet. <laughs> I kind of like the idea that Charlton Heston is there and all, you know, you blew it up and no, they didn't. That was, it's a completely different planet. It's total coincidence that <laughs> those things fell down there, but, uh, it was pretty well established to be Earth later on. So unfortunately, Planet of the Apes had to go and screw it up.
3: Uh, another another thing worth mentioning, and this is just a Mel Brooks thing. You know, if, if you, you have a Mel Brooks film, you're going to have a
0: few of these. The Jewish gags. Yeah, oh, the yeah. funny she doesn't look Jewish.
3: Uh, <laughs> and the nose job. The nose. The
0: nose job. Yeah, that's.
3: That's a bit Hill scary. Surgeon. It's only
0: Mel Brooks can get away with that. I'm telling you, only Mel Brooks. Uh, but
3: yeah, <laughs> that, that and in just the Schwartz, like the Schwartz. Well, that was uh,
0: most people think that, that was probably a reference to his uh, his lawyer, whose name was Alan Schwartz. Uh, now, why you use that? I don't know. You just you <laughs> you just want to say something funny uh, about it. I do remember something though that in um in the animated series they called the uh the downside the uh the Schwartz side of the Schwartz and that actually made me laugh enough that I kind of wish that had made it into the real one just how redundant is that Um, because Schwartz is actually uh, the word Schwartz is German for black it is, yeah. So, yeah. so look, it makes
3: look, no sense whatsoever.
0: <laughs> no, none at all. Yeah, but anyway, there you go. We're 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 an oh. educational show as well as as discussing this this movie. Now, I the 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 shift to mighty made. I think even as a kid, I didn't think this was as funny as as it maybe was supposed to be. Like it t- seemed to take forever, and I didn't care. It's like oh, I'll turn into a maid. All right, whatever. Like. I don't. Was that just me? Is my. Is this really just a classic it, scene that I'm just not accepting? It was.
3: Of? It was just silly. I mean, they, you know, they needed a really contrived way to get the air out, and <laughs> I'm, I just picture oh, a bunch, yeah. I picture the. I picture the writers probably just sitting around, you know, gagging about what's the most ridiculous way that they could get the air out, and they just went with that. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah. Even that was- even the the suck to blow jokes didn't really land with me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead, John.
2: No, no, it wasn't my favorite thing. Let's just put it that yeah.
0: way. I mean it was now listen, there was the the funny thing leading up to the whole one, two, three, four, five, that's, you know, kind of past what an idiot puts on his luggage. Which is actually yeah. not true because most people the luggage combination you don't get to pick. It's just that they give you a little slip of paper and it says what it is. <laughs> not that you can even do it do it these days. Like for most modern people they'd be like, What, you can't lock your luggage? Like TSA just rips Heck that no. sucker right open. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: I actually used to lock my luggage, and the TSA guys used to just say, "You like, well, cut it off." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. I just want to give you." Oh yeah, they sure did. Yeah. Oh wow. But I just wanted to give them more work.
2: <laughs> out of spite.
0: Just out of spite. Yeah. <laughs> So, I think we would be remiss if we didn't at least, probably, the the line from this movie that I quote more than any other line would come from the scene where they actually, while filming Spaceballs the movie, got the tape of Spaceballs the movie and went to watch it.
2: That was one of my favorite parts,
0: actually. <laughs> yeah. Now, see, this is, I, I'm fascinated, like, living the movie almost through your eyes, Jen. It's like, you actually got to be an adult and watching it, like,
1: uh-huh. so,
0: so did that actually stuck and landed and was... Because I never know what's actually funny or what was just funny because I've seen this movie about a hundred times since I was in single digit ages. But so you no, like the I scene?
2: Really, I I really liked it a lot. That was yeah. probably one of one of the scenes that made me laugh the most. Just because I had never seen anything like that before in a movie and it was so funny. Like okay, well let's watch it again. And then they're like looking at the camera and yeah.
0: looking back and just <laughs> <It> <laughs> so <laughs> funny. When did this happen in the movie? Now <laughs> what you're seeing now. is now. Yeah. What about back then? I mean, we can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. <laughs> when will then be now? Soon.
3: It's like a. It's like Spaceballs' answer to Abbott, Con- Abbott yeah. and Costello, basically. Yes. I mean, it was. It, it,
0: I know a lot of people where that's their favorite part of the movie, and it's very hard to argue with that because I, it, it is pretty funny.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. Don't go past this part.
1: <laughs> <In> fact, <laughs> never don't show play this, this part. again. <laughs>
0: You know, I will, you know, that, that scene is pretty funny when, you know, like Dark Helmet is, they're going ludicrous speed, as dumb as going to Platt is, when he's like, he's hanging, and like, he's just hanging on, and they, they hit, they hit the, uh, the brake and like, we, we can't stop, we gotta slow down first. And then he just goes flying, and he's just like, let's take a break.
1: You yeah. know, smoke
0: if you got him. <laughs> and so that's funny, and to see that again in fast motion is actually pretty hilarious.
1: Mm -hmm. I was I was a
0: fan of being able to see (laughs) that. Yeah, yeah. Another joke that I think I probably quote this line more often than not is I I, I always drink coffee when I check the radar. (laughs) You know that. You you know that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So I mean, let's let's talk real quick. Uh, The Dinks. The Jawas. Yeah. Right, is there anything else I really need to say about these guys? They were their Jawas. I just felt like I needed to give them, given how many famous dink voices and actors there were. I felt we needed to at least give them some lip service. Yeah. So that's
3: it, for somebody doing a parody of Star Wars. It must have yeah. been pretty damn well impossible not to, you know, make use of yeah <laughs> little people actors and, and do a spin on that mm-hmm. scene. Like it, it was, yeah. uh, and it worked. It worked
0: because right. I mean, I I looked through the cast of because I'm, I'm half expecting to see Warwick Davis on this list somewhere because he shows up in all these movies somehow but no but a lot of, of weird voices that I didn't actually get to see um Rob Paulson I should also point out he was a dink voice he was also one of the space balls with the comb Just wanted to. (laughs) Was he? He was one of the space balls with a comb. He was, uh, when they were combing the desert. One of my, also one of my favorite gags. (laughs) I think I referenced this in the Man of Steel Hero talk. It was just kind of funny. Where it's like, do you think we're being too literal? Like, no, we're following orders. He said, comb the desert. We're combing the desert. Uh, still funny. I I think the sight gag works because the combs were so huge. Like, and it's the idea that they, they had the huge combs. And of course, the payoff line is pretty funny too. <laughs> yeah. I was
2: just gonna say it, and then yeah. if I thought I can't. I'll just get bleeped
3: if I say <laughs> Partic- it. <laughs> particularly as I mean, that scene was particularly <laughs> effective as a kid because you know you only got to he- you only you only were given permission to hear cursing so often. And, you know, no yeah. no one could argue with that, and and no one and no one could get you in trouble for laughing at it because it was just you know. Yeah, uh,
0: no.
1: undeniably
0: great line. <clears throat> I agree. All right. So let's I I kind of I don't want to just sit here and talk about every joke in the movie, but I think we we've, we've done that for quite a bit. Let's talk Do you know like there's been talk of a sequel yeah.
1: literally like- since the
0: movie was in progress. Yeah, the they, search for more money. The search for more money. Um and there there's been a kind all kinds of stuff. In 2004 they kind of like tried to make a sequel that never actually happened. Um then there's some people who like... Now, Spaceballs, the animated series, I should, it does continue the story after the movie, but like I said, it changes so much from it. and It was kind of cheesy enough that it wasn't really a continuation. It was just kind of... The animated series really just felt like using the Spaceballs set to kind of make more jokes, but not really being a, a, a true sequel. Um, and I also I read that at one point, Rick Moranis, before he retired... Um, actually wanted to make a sequel. And, and this is what he wanted to call it. It was, a uh, he wanted to make a sequel called Spaceballs 3, The Search for Spaceballs 2. <laughs> <laughs> and you see the title and you're like, okay, I'm on board with that. That's actually yeah. pretty funny. Because, I mean, that's a, that, that feels like it. Um, yeah. But that never happened. And now, as early as this last February, uh, Brooks has said that he actually, he wants to make a sequel to Spaceballs to coincide with the next Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, yeah. what, how do you do that? First of all, Rick Moranis has retired, and I mean, hard retired.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, he's, he doesn't come out just to do one role. He's just, he's done. I'm pretty sure yeah. he's got, this guy's got so many royalty checks coming to him from all the things he's done in the past. I don't think he's ever got to work <laughs> again. I mean, he's, he's, in the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movies, and he's, he's yeah. done a ton of stuff. So, I, I mean, you gotta yeah. respect that. Uh, yeah. and then, I mean, John Candy, Joan Rivers, and Dom DeLuise are, are no longer with us. hmm. So, I mean, how do you, who do you get to play a live action barf?
3: I mean, uh, Seth Rogen. <laughs> no, like, I just tried That's to think. Not a bad choice. Actually. I mean, I just, I just tried yeah. to think of a sort of lovable, port, portly, sorry, Seth, comic uh, yeah. who, who, who could, you know, gruff enough and, uh, you know, ro- roly poly for lack of a better word, enough to, to, to pull it off. Yeah. And, and I'll bet, I'll bet you. I don't, I don't know him from a hole in the ground, but I'll bet you he, lo- you know, knowing how old he is in the area he grew up, he probably loves baseballs just as much as we do. So, and he probably loves. Mel Brooks, you know. Like he's got to love Mel. No, I
0: mean, everyone loves Mel Brooks, but it's it's a hard thing to do. Like unless you just and this is sad, but you you barf is dead and he's got a new mog. Yeah. But that seems a little a little dark. Yeah. For a spaceballs movie. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um. Joan. I mean, Joan Rivers was just a voice. You could probably get somebody to do Joan Rivers' voice. Yeah. And and Dom DeLuise did die. I guess after all. I'm sorry. Not that was that was dark. Pizza yeah. the Hut died. Who was yeah, voiced by yeah, Dom DeLuise, not, yeah. You don't need to bring him back. So yeah. he doesn't need to come back. He ate himself because he got locked in his limousine.
3: <laughs> I, to be honest, I, I'm not. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and ate himself. <laughs> um.
1: It is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, but to be no, perfectly so honest, I, I do want to say one thing. He did look delicious. He did. Oh yeah. no. No, and Vinny thought he was delicious too.
3: But Vinny Luke,
0: What's the difference? <laughs> um <laughs> I,
3: I'm actually to to get back on the the topic at hand. I'm actually not on board with a a, a, a sequel. Uh, to my knowledge, I could be wrong, but uh, Brooks has never done a sequel to anything, including History of the World,
0: <laughs> which, <laughs> which was called Part One. Which,
3: at a Part One, uh, I I just when you're doing parody films, uh, I I I think you know you. you <laughs> I mean, unless all you're going to do is parody every science fiction film that's come out since 1987, right? But I I guess I see where you're coming from. But
0: at the same time, you know, it's it's not like there aren't other space or Star Wars. Sorry, there aren't other Star Wars
3: uh, movies out there to parody.
0: You know, like I mean, it's there
3: there are, yeah, yeah. You know, when
0: you make a parody on Star Wars, and then they do like a hundred other things, and I'm I'm right now I'm taking a real quick look to see if he's
3: and really he didn't mind the Well of Empire and. uh, (laughs) <laughs> and, and um and jedi very much really i mean it was it was focused mostly on a new hope uh at least conceptually um so you yeah. could you could do it um but i don't know i i just i think it was magic i think it was of the time and i just think it's gonna feel like trying too hard to be honest uh, and granted i don't think i've seen another mel brooks movie with the exception of men in tights since space balls so you didn't see I, Dracula you know, Dead
0: and loving it? No,
3: <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, so I don't know whether he's still on his game or not. And as for the producers, that's yeah. not really my thing. So All right. um, I don't know. I respect the guy a lot. I just, I just think it's. Uh, I, I
0: don't really think there's <laughs> uh, much
3: the reason passed. to go back
0: here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess that's fair. All right. Um,
2: Can I just bring something up quickly?
0: Yeah. Why not? Go Your ahead. Ch-
2: <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about the dinks earlier. I was. And in my browsing while well, you guys were talking about a sequel, because I gotta be honest, I don't really care if they make one or not.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> Putting you down for Spaceballs 2 Hero Talk right now.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> there, One of them was named Ed Gale, so I looked at his IMDb because I thought the name sounded familiar, and he was the live-action stunt double to Chucky in Child's Play. Oh, yeah, I thought. I mean, obviously, I was a huge horror fan. I thought that was really interesting. I didn't know that. So there's a little did you know?
0: No, isn't <laughs> like Chucky was a little doll, right? Like, wouldn't wouldn't yeah. he be much much bigger than a little doll?
2: Well, they actually built a set of the of certain scenes, like the living room, for example, when he is lit on fire, mm-hmm. and they scaled everything, sorry, up to make him look smaller.
1: Okay. So, Wait, so they, they actually set this build, guy on like, fire.
2: Couch and yeah, there was like <laughs> seriously, there was like a live action because there's certain times where, in the movie, Chucky's on fire and he's running around the living room. They couldn't do that with a fake animatronic or something. They actually so got they, a little they person. They set Ed Gale on
0: fire. <laughs> is what you're telling That's me?
2: Poor yeah. guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you Got to do it for the movies.
0: Oh. All right, then. That's... But
2: he's okay.
0: Oh, if you say he's okay, then fine, he's okay. <laughs> and sadly, I just looked up at Gale. Like, he's been in a ton of stuff that I've seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou?
2: Howard the Duck, <laughs> which
1: I have yeah, also he, never he was... seen. Oh, He wow. was not
0: Howard the Duck, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. See, he was in Weird Science, uh, the TV series that was on USA, which I was actually a fan of that one, so... Um, <laughs> See, he was he was on Family Matters when Family Matters got really weird and there were like those like evil puppets running around. He played one of the evil. I think it was the bad Carl called Carl's Bad. Get oh, it? God. Do you get I it? That. Do you guys get it?
1: <laughs> Carl's
0: Bad.
2: Fortunately, we do get it. Yeah. Okay.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was on My Name Is Earl. He was uh the uh the little prisoner when uh and they were in the in the jail. It's actually pretty funny. <laughs>
2: Sabrina the Teenage Witch
0: and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. This uh, is jo- a Melissa Joan Hart vehicle. So I re- I'm really starting to wonder, like, how much hidden talent was in the Dinks? I know. <laughs> right now, You're like, we have Tony <laughs> Cox so far. The voices have been people who have been all over the place. Um, I'm looking up Arturo Gill, who was one of the Dinks, to see if he was, uh, if he's been in anything else. He probably was an Ewok or something. I don't know. It all is right. really
2: interesting, though. Like, I never would have thought Chucky would have been in Spaceballs, but you know, you never know. There you go. Yeah.
0: So, all right. <laughs> uh, I think I think now we're we're safely at the point in time on the show where we can talk about what our favorite parts of the movie were. And Jen, since I am incredibly uh, curious, I need to start with you. What okay. was your favorite part of Spaceballs?
1: <sighs> I'm kind of that's torn. not promising.
0: No, the the, the deep sigh <laughs> is not. Like, like, oh,
1: oh, world <laughs> war. No, it's... <laughs> it's
2: not a like woe is me sigh it's a how do i decide because i really loved that scene where they were playing back the movie but i think while i was watching it my favorite scene was the alien
0: the alien scene person. yeah yeah, person. yeah it seems like that it's should just, probably be your favorite scene just
2: as as much as i yeah. love those movies like he was telling me like oh the diner There there's a scene you're really gonna like in this the second I saw them sitting around, I'm like, okay, I know exactly where this is going, <laughs> and I am so on board, and I just loved it. It was so good. All right, and so I love that they got him back. It would have been very different if it wasn't him. Yeah. So it's really cool. I,
0: I think I, w- the funny thing about it, though, is having seen this movie so many times, then you go see the Aliens movies, and I see him, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's, that's the guy. <laughs> So, then I knew yeah. his fate. I knew what was going to happen to him. Like, there's no way that you're not going to have an alien burst <laughs> from your chest in this movie, too. You were in the movie.
1: So, yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Before I go to Jeff, real quick, another famous dink voice that uh, didn't get credited, but uh, is a famous person, Phil Hartman. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh. Out of all the people, I brought up Rob Paulson before Phil Hartman. I feel like that's wrong in some way. <laughs> all right. So, Jeff, Spaceballs, what was your favorite part of this movie?
3: Uh, well, look, I have a lot of favorite parts uh, and we've covered some of those so <laughs> I'll, I'll mention I'll mention the one that like I love and I seem to be the only one that does and I get weird looks when I bring it up, even people who agree with me. Uh, there's a scene <laughs> when they capture the princess's empty Mercedes where there's a whole room full of of us uh, baseball uh guards standing there lord helmet walks in and uh one of the guards is about to go down and you know open up the ship and take care of business and you know uh lord helmet stops him and says no i'll you know i want to do this personally and the guard does this sort of vaguely nazi s-esque sort of turn with his gun and says <laughs> it was like a german accent
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: And which wouldn't be that funny on his own, but Dark Homet just stops and turns and looks, <laughs> like, and then just looks ahead and goes on with it. Like that take was just—I don't know what it was about the timing of that. It was just so random and out of place. And the rest of that scene is is awesome as well, right down to everyone like covering their <laughs> their, yeah. front, their junk when he gets angry. And that, that's that speech is just like legendary. Uh, but apart apart from that, I, I I don't I don't know why it gets me so so hard every time. I think it I think it has a lot to do with the actor whose name we've all seen him in tons of stuff. But when they capture the stunt doubles and the officer oh, yeah. is giving <laughs> this ridiculously pompous
1: speech, <laughs> yeah,
3: and uh <laughs> Just love that scene. And I love watching the scene beforehand and spotting the stunt doubles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like beforehand. once you know it's coming, then you look, you're like, oh, are these really the stunt doubles? And...
3: Right down to the guy, the, the dude with the dress and the cigar. Yeah. Just, oh, so so
0: perfect. All right. So uh, I guess my favorite <laughs> scene, and it's unfortunate because there's, there's, we haven't talked about a lot of scenes because we... We don't have time. You cannot do a, a hero <laughs> talk, or you just go from joke to joke through the whole movie. But uh, we've we've already talked about it, and and so I kind of feel bad that I'm not bringing anything new. Uh, but when they pull out the the space balls, the tape, and they actually like are are on like when will then be now, and they're like they're right there looking at each other. That is still my favorite part. That is the number one best part of the entire movie. Uh, mm. and even if I had to pick my second favorite, the honorable mention would have to be To the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> yeah. because
1: I, I,
3: I do like the guy thumbing through the uh, Mel Brooks back catalog to get the tape, too. That was that's <laughs> that a was nice a- <laughs> <little> touch. <laughs> oh.
0: Yeah, nice touch. Nice touch.
3: Mr. Rental.
0: Right. Mr. Rental. <laughs> I, <believe> <laughs> Rental. <laughs> uh, I I am very ashamed of how long it actually took me to notice Mr. Rental, too. For how many times I've seen the movie and seen that scene, like I want to say, I noticed Mister Re- Mister Rental for the first time like last year. So that's not my shining moment, but still funny, and I still like it. <laughs> All right, so now we got to give this movie a score, and so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna save Jen for after Jeff. I'm still gonna go last. It's my show. Uh, Jeff, <laughs> what would you score Spaceballs the movie? Oh, wow. Um, let's see here.
3: I'll I'll, I'll put myself back in the mindset of. Uh... When I when I was uh,
0: younger, um, I will. Uh, you you did know um, this was coming, right? We do this at the I, end I of did, every single I one did, of these. I
3: did. I, I I honestly, I was thinking about the score, and then I, I forgot to. For I forgot this. to actually come up with a with a numeric. That's that's the mm-hmm. thing that that was. Uh, um, I was. <laughs> I will give this uh, four and a half uh, ineffective Vulcan neck pinches out of
0: five. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a funny gag. I, I, I still wonder if that one will, will fall flat. Jen, you need to help me out. Does that one fall flat, the Vulcan neck <laughs> pinch gag? Is that something that's only funny when i make?
2: I thought it was pretty funny. That- <laughs> like not ha-ha funny, a slight uh, smile funny.
0: All right, fair enough. So Jen, <laughs> what, what would you yes. score Spaceballs, the movie?
2: I'm gonna give it two dinks out of five.
0: Wow! Wow! We are gonna get what? hate mail. Two out of five.
2: <laughs> two out of
1: five.
0: All right. Sorry. So, so here's here's how I would score Spaceballs the movie. The way Spaceballs the movie runs things, ten thousand years of fresh air would last fifteen thousand years. That's how good I rate this movie. <laughs> Trying to make my ratings a little more nonsensical these days, just because they don't mean anything. Plus, I hate number ratings. I don't know if mm-hmm. I've said that enough times. I think they're they're dumb. They're for people who don't care enough to actually like listen or read the review or whatever. So I don't like number actually, ratings. Actually,
3: can I change my score to oh, f- four four and a half? Four and a half. Fathers, brothers, nephews, cousins,
0: former roommates out of five. That, that actually. Uh, so what does that make us then?
3: <laughs> Absolutely nothing, apparently.
0: Yeah. Alright, you know what, then I'm going to change my score too Why not? (laughs) We're all changing our scores now Jeff, I'm going to give Spaceballs the movie, Eagle 4 Out of Eagle 5
2: Can I make a slight change on mine?
0: Sure Jen, why not? What would you change your score (laughs) to?
2: How about two non-burning dinks out of five? Because I feel bad that I so callously talked about him being lit on fire. <laughs>
0: you did. You did very callously. I did. He was and like, I'm "Well, sorry, you couldn't Mr. set the Ed. doll on fire. Like, it's a true. human being." I would think you'd more want to set the doll. On fire. All right. <laughs> So there we go. That was that was Spaceballs. Uh and hey, that was Hero Talk. So, uh, I want to thank you guys for for joining me again. Uh Jeff and Jen Jen, I'm always pleased to expand your repertoire of movies that you've seen for the show.
2: You definitely helped on that. Thank you.
0: Yep, and and Jeff, uh you probably didn't need another excuse to watch Spaceballs again, but there oh. you go.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um and to my listeners, I just want to thank you for listening on behalf of my panel. Uh for more podcasts let's plays, articles, videos, reviews, visit enthusiasts.com. You can also check us out on Twitter at Enthusiasts. You can also check us out on Facebook. That's right. We are now on Facebook. Uh that is at Enthusiasts uh YouTube. We are Enthusiasts on YouTube. And as always, we'll see you right back here for the next Hero Talk. Hey there, enthusiasts! Welcome to Spaceballs, the podcast, starring me, Judge Greg. Joining me today, I got uh, Jeff Baron Fang. Should I say your last name? Should I go back? You
1: do that. <laughs> I I don't remember <laughs> whether we do or not.
0: Huh? Let's start that over again.